Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Happiness and Humans. Uh, I am your host, Matt Phelan. I am co-founder of a business called The Happiness Index, which is a, an employee engagement and employee happiness platform. And today I am here with two of my favourite people, um, Grace and Femi, but I'm going to get them to introduce themselves. Who, who wants to go first? <laughs> okay, we have this bit of a problem by uh, introducing ourselves. It's really hard um, to define ourselves, really, because we're kind of like always changing. And um, But I'll start for me, shall I? And then go on, then, we yeah. go on. All right, so, so my name's Grace, and I am... Oh my goodness! I'm. Uh, I guess all right. I, I'm um, a dyslexia specialist and an expert practitioner in a FE college in London, um, one of in one of the most deprived areas in the country. And um, but I have a real passion for you know coding and the tech industry and kind of um, kind of like providing pathways for underrepresented young people to get into tech and kind of like um, open up aspirations and really kind of feel about who they are and what they can achieve. So I'm really into this transformational kind of learning experience. So that's who I am. And Femi is my son. Yeah, I was, about, I was about to ask how you know each other, but you've done that bit, so that's good. <laughs> my son, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hi, I'm Femi. Uh, I'm 15 years old. I'm I'm a keynote speaker, and uh, I've had my business Hack Femo since I was 11 years old. Um, I sort of I run workshops and I do um, speaks, uh, speeches, and um, as well, yeah, around the world. And uh, me and my mum, we set up uh, South London Raspberry Jam, uh, which is all about. Uh, sort of sharing our passion for coding with other young people um, and also more recently the Young Coders Meetup. Um, yeah. yeah, so South London Raspberry Jam, going back a little bit, Femi um, was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome when he was about seven and we kind of, uh, we've always been exploring, you know, um, things that we like together and uh, he did get into coding when he was about eight or nine, and he was just like, you know what, my um, my Tourette's friends would really love doing this coding stuff that I've just started to do, but they'd find it really hard to be in like a public environment and doing it. They'd find that really difficult. Can we set up something that is like Tourette's um, friendly and autism friendly um, and just make it like a really good experience for everyone? So um, I'd been with this Mums um, in Tech group um, and it was like absolutely amazing, the people I'd met there. And somehow, I don't know, I felt a real can-do kind of attitude that I had and I shared that with Femin. Someone said, oh, set up a crowdfunder. And we, we were like, oh, what's that? Like pyramid <laughs> or something. And we are like, okay, we'll try it, we'll try it, we'll try it. And Femi had to do it all because he wanted to set it up. And we, we kind of made our money. In that, that and, was, and Femi, you were 11 at this point, were you? Is this what was nine. nine. Yeah, back when I was nine, yeah. Yeah. It was it was pretty crazy time, but it was really fun. Yeah, we reached our target in five days, doubled the target, and uh, we set we brought some equipment, some you know old laptops, didn't we, and stuff. Yeah. And we ran uh, introduction to coding workshops. Uh, you know, our first one had like seventy people going there, young people between wow. seven and about fourteen. Yeah. Uh, it was autism threats friendly, 
Um, and that's where we started. And Femi wow. was like, weren't you? You were delivering workshops. And it was very youth um, orientated, you know, youth led. So we went on and we um, did some stuff with the Tate Modern and Femi organized with these other friends, um, uh, a young, uh, was it a national? Uh, so we did a uh, conference for sort of young people who were running workshops in their communities across the UK. And uh, we've got 12 of us down to the Tate Modern because my mum herself, she gets sort of CPD training every year. As a teacher. Um, as a teacher. Yeah. Actually, you know what, we're kind and of- what, uh, Femi, Femi, what is CPD training? Just so everyone who's listening knows. Uh, yeah, so so continuous professional development. So uh, you know when you're teaching and uh, you have to yeah. bring research-based kind of evidence of how best to teach. So Femme was like, well, actually, we're doing it, and we're really young. We don't get any training. So we got in CAS, which is like uh, computers at school, and Microbit Foundation, and they ran this two-day kind of workshop. And on the second day, the kids delivered their work, new brand new workshops. They delivered them, and we did this cycle of like, um, you know, that process of you delivering something, you kind of like reflecting and tweaking and changing it and learning that that cycle. Iterative cycle. Mm. And they did it and it was great. And then they said they love being together and um, because some people who code, young people code, get a bit isolated. And then we talked about having a young coders meetup, didn't you? The, the young ones that said, right, we want our own young coders meetup. Yeah. What you basically didn't want the mums involved. Is this what was happening here for me? Well, what yeah, was it? Well, I, I guess again, then, so what, once we had the conference, we were like, we actually really became all good friends. And it was lots of fun. And we kind of didn't want to leave afterwards. So we were like, right, we're going to set up this young coders meetup. And we know all the parents. My mum at, at the time was going to these like IBM meetups in, um, Skills, uh, matters. in Skills Matters in central London with like beer and pizza. And we were like, learning to code. And learning to code. And we were like, you know what? We want that for ourselves. We want to have that sort of environment yeah. without the beer, but <laughs> with the pizza and things like that. So we set up the Young Coders Meetup so that we could all get together once a month and sort of look at different aspects of technology, demystify them and, and learn together. Yeah, and it was so good because we used uh, Agile um, principles. So we had an Agile yeah. coach and they spent three months and it was them. They did it all themselves. And um, yeah, so we had that minimal, minimal viable product, viable product, and then they were just um, reflecting and pivoting all, all along, and they chose what it is that they wanted to explore. So, what was the first one? Uh, first one was machine learning. Yeah, yeah and that was really awesome. yeah, that that was my favourite one. And then we looked at cybersecurity, um, augmented reality, wearables, um, sort of Python and circuits. Um, documenting your journey, so about narrative and UX experience, and UX experience, and then wow. finally we did a reflection as well. Yeah, and one of the really great things we did was um, we had like a pre-launch uh, kind of go of it, and we said, right, okay, what we're going to do is there was more boys than girls, and we said, right, we're going to try and even up the the gender kind of balance. So each person had to invite. Uh, just so simple, they had to invite one male and one female. Right. right. And we'd say, well, everyone do it. Right? And Femi's like, oh, I don't I don't know many females. I said, well, just have a friend and then invite their sister or something. And yeah, great idea. 
all the way through, all the way to the end of that pilot we did, we had more females than males. We had 47%, we had another 25% from Asian backgrounds. Our diver we, we always have good neurodiversity. So it was absolutely amazing in terms of like diversity inclusion, because that was at the center of it. And it was all youth led. It was great, wasn't it? it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Can I, before we move on, can I just pick up on a few points there? Because I think there's some stuff that you have just said, which is massive, but you take for granted, which is quite rightly at the moment, diversity inclusion is right at the top of agenda of businesses. Um, but one of the things that you, you mentioned there, starting with the problem, was inclusivity um, to people with Tourette's. So firstly, um, can you explain explain what Tourette's is so everyone knows? And then secondly, I, I love the fact that you then rebuilt an environment that that, that people would feel comfortable in. So firstly, um, what, 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 is, what, what is Tourette's? So we use the term, we should use the term Tourette's syndrome. We've, yeah. we've been yeah. like shortening it. <laughs> Tourette's syndrome is the right way to say it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and yeah, what is it then? Uh, it's it's when you've got uh, involuntary movements or uh, and you make involuntary sort of sounds and, and vocals, um, just yeah. without you you being able to control it yourself. Yeah, it's classed yeah. as a neurological condition, yeah. and it's something that you can get sometimes when you're quite young, and then uh, we, it, we, we, it's very hard to work out whether it get worse or whether it goes away. So sometimes yeah. in puberty, your brain reconfigures and it, it lessens or it can get worse it's 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 a really difficult one but it's really a real visual kind of um disability mm. way because you know people can hear it and um and yeah but you've you had it um mine was quite mild but yeah. i i did have some uh i did have this one where i sort of do my neck sideways um and yeah. it quite a bit yeah um so but it's kind of worn off now yeah yeah, yeah. but, but what but the Sorry. great thing, the great thing what we did was that we just always wrote uh, Tourette's syndrome and autism friendly um, um, jams. We, we call them jams. And, we, and we made the most awesome space ever. So if you're having what we call sort of a tick storm, which is yeah. um, or meltdown. Yeah. With when autism. you're having like loads of loads of um, ticks at once, um, then you can sort of go to this quiet room with beanbags, like iPads, loads of sweets and stuff. And you could go and chill in there away from uh, outside. All the noise really cool. and everything. And we said that if you have to go away, your space will always be there for you and you always come yeah. back. No one sit in your seat. Um, we parents would come and talk to us and we're not we're not experts, you know, we would yeah. just say, Okay, what do you want? What can we do? How can yeah. we make it easier? And that just made the environment just really nice and friendly and yeah. appropriate and people could talk about stuff and they just felt comfortable just feeling that they could just say something if they wanted to made yeah. an inclusive environment and it was it enriched to be honest it really enriched our experiences didn't it and we've, we're really proud that we had another uh, young girl who joined the group who had Tourette's as well yeah. and Femi was a real role model to her and then we had another young boy who just developed um having ticks when he was about eight nine yeah. and 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 femi and this girl israel they both um kind of sent a tweet out on 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 um national Tourette's syndrome day yeah. and he was able to show 
person saying, look, Femi's got Tourette's. And like when we did talks, like Femi did talk uh, one in San Francisco, didn't you, when you were 11 for Red Hat. And he just talked about having Tourette's. And it didn't matter if he ticked on stage yeah. because that, this is who I am, wasn't it? It was like, did it, how, it did make you feel okay, didn't it, about having Tourette's? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to be able to just just say, you know, I've, I've got tracks. And personally, I think having tracks is, has enabled me to kind of have more empathy for other people as well, mm. and, um, sort of understand that side of things. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty epic, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's nice because it's always he's wanted to give back. So, you know, Femi's really good at coding. He's really um, able to do amazing stuff really quickly and uh, kind of simulate stuff. But being able to kind of help other people, I think from having Tourette syndrome himself, yeah. it's always been want to make other people feel comfortable. And that's been a real, um, like a gift, you know, wow. like, yeah. it's a real gift, isn't it? And it always keeps us grounded because we always come back to our grassroots community. Hey, and, right. You know, we've gone off to China and we've gone to yeah. Thailand and we've gone to San Francisco and we come back again to our community. And sometimes we, we, we do, we go for amazing opportunities and sometimes they don't quite come through and yeah. you can have ups and downs, but you just go back to your community and run a workshop. I love that. have like 20 kids and parents like building robots. And we always don't, when we talk about this, how we work really well together because we make sure that every single person builds their robot and makes it move. And like between us, we, we always work a room, don't we? And we just make sure <laughs> that we are on that journey with every single one of those people and the parents as well, we're trying to get them in. And it's just a lovely experience to um, know that every we've made we've made an impact on yeah, totally. one person. We don't care if it's just one person that's gone. Oh my goodness, that's blown me away! Or the parents go, "This is amazing. How can I do more?" Yeah. And it does all the other staff where maybe we didn't get on with a corporate company or something like that. Didn't right. quite the right way. That just goes out of our minds, and we yeah. really like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, this. This is our community. I, I love. Do you know what I love about that? Because we, for, for the listeners, thanks to someone called Russ Shaw, um, who is amazing. And shout out to Russ if he's listening. We'll send this to Russ. Um, Russ runs uh, London Tech Advocates and also Global Tech Advocates and also Shanghai Tech Advocates, which is where I met Femi and Grace. And it was one of those classic moments where Femi just upstaged all those other speakers. <laughs> And was just the best speaker by a long way. Um, despite us all having more experience than him, he was just amazing. But the thing that struck me about you both, and I love the fact that you come back to the community as well, because some people go off to these things, don't they? And then they 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 abandon everything and never come back because for whatever reason. But the the thing that I think I'd love to just talk about a little bit, and I've not even asked you my first question yet, so I need to get back to my first question. <laughs> but, and um, what what I don't think people realise about Femi and Grace, which is what I my first observation is that from the outside, right, yeah. Femi gets the press, okay? Because who doesn't want to hear about a nine year old person who's doing this stuff, and then an eleven year old who's setting up this stuff, and and now you sound like you've been doing this for years. Now that you're fifteen, <laughs> but the bit that I'd love to get in on the human side here is when I see you together, you're, you're business partners. So yeah. on the outside, you've got like Femi, who's like the, the um, 
the sort of Steve Jobs outwardly type person. But then you've got got Grace on the inside. Um, what is it like? <laughs> this is what everyone wants to know. What is it like being pretty much business partners, but also mother yeah. and son? That's what everyone's listening wants to know. Like, how, do you, how does that, how oh, does that work? Oh, well, you know what? I, I think we we love, we, we, we always ideate in all the time, aren't we, together? And we just, we love analysing stuff and opportunities. And um, we, we often go for walks in our local wards. And we go, oh my God, right, this has happened. Well, what are we going to, no, we're going to turn that around and we're gonna, we want to yeah. like, negotiate this. So I'm really good at negotiating things for Femi, right? Yeah. So, you know, he gets paid really well when he does his keynote talks around the world. And um, me, I do a talk in Croatia, you know, for a British council. I never get paid. I, I get my expenses at the most, you know. Yeah. I can't actually do that negotiating for me. And there's a bigger issue to that about being a black woman in tech. And yeah. it is actually quite difficult. But I remember going to an event with, um, um, it was, um, what was it, Monk? Monk Red Monk. Red Monk, they did an event and they're really good and they had quite a few diversity and inclusion people and we, we sat together, other black women in tech, a lot more experienced to me than me at that time. And then we, we were just talking about how you need to value yourself and how you do that. And we were talking about working with uh, American corporate companies. And it was really good because I took on a lot of what they said and applied it to when Femi got asked to do talks and things. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a single parent mom and, um, I work, I have a day job, and then I have two other jobs to, to, to pay for things. Yeah. And um, so my time's really, I'm very time short. And um, we do need to kind of have rates and be in a business and monetize things. Otherwise, yeah. we can't have those experiences. And yeah. that has been a, a kind of driving force behind it. Now, some people find that really hard say you know why are you doing that why are you monetizing but we have to yeah. and by doing that it's enabled people to value us more yeah and sometimes we can do less events like the keynote talks because we get paid for them or yeah. paid for them and and then um we can do more community stuff so yeah. we often put uh then you set up your business hacker Hackathemo.com. He did his uh, first Femi's Coding Bootcamp. That's the first time you monetized, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because usually we do it for community and it's always free. Yeah. We did this event at Barclays, didn't we? Barclays, did, uh, Rice London. Rice Barclays London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and it was really successful. But he then was able to buy a whole load of robots to run yeah. a workshop later on yeah. in the community. So, so we, yeah. So I guess we. We have this thing like can-do attitude. That's our yeah. big thing, isn't it? Uh, honest, <laughs> what were you talking about? Quantum working. Yeah. So, for, so everyone that's that 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 is listening, um, there's a the, I had a neuroscience at the happiness index. It's called Clive Highland. If you scroll back some podcasts, there's one by Clive Highland about quantum working. And before the call, Grace and Femi said they were catching up on some of the. Um, some of the um some of the other podcasts and they said they loved clive's one so clive's got a book out called the quantum way if anyone's interested in this but it's about removing the command and control structures and working in a quantum way um which is based on all this crazy quantum physics stuff but grace and femi before the call said to me i think we work in a quantum way so yeah. <laughs> to yeah. us to us quantum way is following the energy rather than the structure but do you want to explain to us what, what resonated to you about the quantum way? 
yeah. So we we really, <clears throat> I guess, even you know, coming from a, a BME background, you know, now when I went to school, uh, there was I was what, told what's, what's BME, Grace? Sorry, BME, black minority. Yeah. So I'm you know, mixed race. I'm half um, white, English, and Nigerian, and um, and uh, at school, honestly, I was told I could be an admin assistant, you know, and that was it. That was that. that I love photography. I wanted to make film, and I just kept that in because I thought, oh, people just call me an idiot, you know. And that's had a big impact on my life. And I feel like I'm always. You just have to always break these these expectations or yeah. these images that people categorize you in a certain way. So I've always tried, always kind of tried to break those things. And I think that's with Femi um as well being young but being very very kind of um oh very effective in the way that he works and delivers stuff people don't believe that someone who's nine can do or 11 can do a keynote talk or have their own business and so we're always challenging that glass ceiling that people put on us and we just go with what we just do that you know that blue sky thinking we say what yeah. do we want to do what would be really awesome what would have a big impact and yeah. From that, we work backwards. And um, to to that, though, Grace, I think there's a real that that bit. What would be really awesome? Question mark. I think people forget to do that, don't they? Because once you think that your energy and everything's going to be behind it, isn't it? I think I just wanted to capture that. That is such a powerful point for anyone listening to this podcast. Yeah. And then we and then we have people. So we're saying we have these people who go wow yeah that's really great and you could do this so again we were talking um about um another one leslie fountain yeah. she was yeah. talking about you know the skill set of not just yourself that you do everything yourself but your team and you yeah. kind of spider diagram i want one of those by the way all right um because it's just that idea of like who around you can just facilitate and be on that journey with you and and they just gravitate towards you and then there's other people who are real blockers and they say like we set up this thing about doing unity for kids who are about nine oh, yeah. uh, nine to <laughs> twelve year olds uh, learning unity <clears throat> people, no no you can't that's impossible it's too complex blah blah we're going no we don't want to hear it this is what we want to do and we just found this guy i can't remember his name now Oh, anyway, he was really awesome. He was amazing. And yeah. he just set up this, and he, he, he uses Unity in his job. You know, he's really good at it. He just set up this platform. We just use these different little asset variables to introduce people to the side of what Unity was about and the platform. And it went really, really well. And he had the same idea about, please don't put limits on, on kids. Don't say they're not able to take that or process that. Because as we know, with this yeah. kind like digital world the young ones just pick things up so rapidly um, yeah honestly i i have stopped um kind of planning things to my own level skill set i have to yeah. remember this is not my skill set this is a lot bigger when we're working with kids yeah. they're going to be far beyond my skill set so i have yeah. to like, you know, right forget where i my limits are I maybe tap into Femi. Yeah. <laughs> Femi's like 10 million miles ahead of me. So we just take away those those limits. And, you know, and if we got blockers, we, we kind of, they sometimes they make a good point, all right? But it's the, it's the attitude, the energy. You can't do that. Oh, no, yeah. that won't work. And we have to put that aside. Yeah. And, and then we just gravitate towards people who are going to facilitate and come Absolutely. up with 
solutions or be proactive and constructive. And then it's funny, isn't it? Sometimes, like a year later, we go, oh, yeah, I know what he's talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> he's right. Yeah. But we don't care because, we, like you said, it's about the journey. And we, we're really into it. We have this philosophy as well, don't we? Uh, right, fail fast. Oh, fail. fail quick, fail cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah we like oh, this. Yeah. Don't put money into it. If it's not working, just go, just ditch it, do the next thing. So we're, we're into failures. Um, yeah. and uh, We don't mind that. It's a journey. We pivot a lot, don't we? We go out on our walks in the woods. And we make our big pivots. And we make our pivots. And we do our realizations. And, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, did, you watch the, did you watch the Friends reunion the other day? Oh, we haven't seen it. Oh, you don't know the Friends. You don't know Friends. I have to watch it. Is it good? Uh, the, only, the only reason I bring it up is there's there's a remark, there's a bit, Femi, you should watch this on YouTube. There's a bit where they're moving it. They're trying to move a sofa upstairs. And one of the main characters, Ross, is just shouting out pivot nonstop. And it just reminded me of every business in the last 12 months. He's getting really stressed and he's just screaming pivot. <laughs> I love it. I like that word pivot. Femi did this hackathon and, um, oh, he's been trying to develop this. What was it? Say about that. One of our young coders meet up. One of the young coders is deaf. And yeah. we did this machine learning thing. And it's Femi, the very first one. It's the very first yeah. young coders meetup. And Femi buddied with him and they did this sign language, you know, like this capture uh, with thing. With the letters, we were trying to make uh, sort of like capturing the image and uh, turning it into English letters. Yeah, so you could sign into your phone and it would yeah. interpret it, what the letter is. And, and then you had the idea, yeah, it, it had some problems, it had some limitations in terms of like how many samples you could do and things like that. Um, and also because some of the things were moving, uh, like some of the letters you had to like do a moving sign, you couldn't really capture that in an image. Yeah. But the, the idea kind of developed into um, translating like single words uh, from British Sign Language into written English. And uh, and yeah, we, we and you and you explored, and didn't you? Explored, explored machine, AI, learning. machine learning. We yeah. worked with the University of Arts London and computer vision as well. Yeah, yeah. looked at computer. So Femi's like three years on. You know, Femi's still been trying to work on it, and um, it's very very complex actually. And also, there's a lot of things around deaf culture that you have to actually be thinking about, um, yeah. making sure deaf um, people are in the centre of the design. You know, that inclusive design is really important. Yeah. Um, but you've written, you've actually, Femi's actually written a paper on it. He had, he did an extended A level, um, even though he's not done his GCSEs yet. He's <laughs> actually written a paper about what was it called? Isolated? Isolated British Sign, uh, Isolated British, wait, Isolated Sign Language Translation of British Sign Language. Can, um, can uh, that be downloaded anywhere, Femi? Can people get hold of that? Well, not at the moment, I think. We're going to try and get it. You're going to try and get it published. So, if we do, we'll we'll let you know and send a link. Um, yeah. But it was a piece of research. It's anyway. It's very complex. It's hard. Wow. It's, he wishes he had a easier like project <laughs> that they'd come up with something easier because you've been on it. Femi, Femi, you're lying to yourself. If it was easy, you wouldn't want to do it, would you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's just been great. And we've done some hackathons, haven't you? And you went through this design thinking process. Yeah. And uh, was it business? Was it business uh, proposition? Business model. Yeah. Model, that's yeah. Business model. So it's been really good to have those ideas and then go all through the proper design thinking process and doing business models and having great mentors when he's done hackathons with his yeah. other non-coders. But there's lots of 
we use pivot from that. I think we've got that from there. You know, pivot, pivot your idea. So great, great. It's a serious question then. Um, since um, like the murder of George Floyd, as a as a white as a white man, mm. I, in the last year, I, I've had to f educate myself on what on white privilege and systematic racism. And mm. um, when you were talking about your experience at school and so on and so on, mm. it's the first time I've really thought because when we talk about quantum working and trying to break down the old command and control structures, I never really thought of those structures as, as institutionally racist before. Um, but they do reinforce um, issues on all levels of diversity. Mm. Um, and what I find fascinating is because you found your own, your own journey with FEMI, you've you've not worked in the old way you've just worked in in what is supposed to be a natural way to work anyway yeah. so how has that experience been for you going from like structure like old school structures to just working in a free way like anything to add to add to that because i think yeah. there's so much in that piece yeah well i i you know i think i class myself as a black feminist and you know i i when i did my dissertation about barriers to effective dyslexia support for BME and ESOL learners. That's like English as second language learners. Um, you know, I actually did a lot of uh, critical race theory. You used that. I talked about white privilege as well, um, going back quite a number of years. So, um, you know, I, I, Black Lives Matters is really, um, it's, it's galvanized people and it's allowed us to say about the racism we're experienced without being shouted down or told yeah. that you're being aggressive or that you know whatever or she's going off again and you yeah. know i did go on twitter and call out a few people not people organizations saying that they could yeah. do more and um and even my own organization you know where i work you know I, I really hate it when people make statements about black lives matters and they talk the talk but they don't walk what they don't actually do anything yeah really infuriating i know where where i work that a lot of people bme um staff we've we, we went in maybe 50 i've been working at my place for 15 16 years and i'm still at that same entry level that i was 15 16 years ago there's no progression even though you know i've got you know leadership um qualifications i've got two ma's you know i'm about to do a phd and uh, it's just it is really difficult and when i think about covid and the impact that it's had on some people people experience covid in different ways and i'd say that i'm quite privileged because we've got a flat and there's an outside communal space we haven't got our own garden um but i know i've been supporting students that you know live in really cramped conditions they haven't got their own space to study wi-fi is rubbish and then there's people you know femi goes to a very good school he, he's got scholarship and bursary scholarships anniversary and yeah. there's a lot of privilege there and there's a lot of white privilege there and i think people don't realize that some people quite enjoying being able to be at home and maybe work in their shed and being in their garden or the countryside or able to go on walks in the countryside yeah. um, when you live in say brixton uh, you know my brother lives in brixton and people get criticised for going to like Brockwell Park because it's so full. But where yeah. else? There's not another park, and yeah, you so get there, everyone else is there. So where do you go when you to get outside? 
and, yeah. and the mental health stuff and and the health so you know i i feel like i experienced a lot of stress we've struggled a lot you know even in the last three or four years with housing you know and um i don't think people realize how much it's a struggle when um as as a black person you don't achieve your potential in that traditional form that you were talking about yeah. of work and, and institution and stuff uh, you know i i haven't achieved that uh, what i've wanted to and it's not from not wa wanting to or not having the skills or talent it's just it's just you just don't get the opportunities or you yeah. not the networks so i mean for me i really want to help build so um with the we, we want to work on we, me and them got an idea um that we wanted to help more um underprivileged people who from a lower socioeconomic group or disadvantaged um to to kind of get into the tech industry and i think one of the things that's really hard is oh sorry <laughs> yeah so one of the people one of the areas are young people where i work they're amazing i really like every single young person i meet when you talk with them and you just encourage them to think about what they want to do and what they're into and kind of help transform how they think about their aspirations they come up with amazing stuff but maybe they've come up with an idea in their bedroom yeah there's no one to show that idea or share that idea or think about what to do next. So I'm really into building a, a local ecosystem where people can come and think about uh, what does it mean? What does technology may, mean? You know, how do they fit into it? I like people who are doing things like health and social care. And then yeah. I'm trying to encourage them to do some tech and bit coding as well, because yeah. if you can have these 21st century skills and you know a little bit of coding then you're more likely to um, um, get a better paid job you're more likely to get promotion if you know how to do a bit of data science or you yeah. know you do a bit of science maybe you want to do I don't know biochemistry but you do a bit of coding as well so I'm always encouraging people to do that but I want to build up that that network where yeah. young people from Lambeth um, that's where I work feel that you know this is my space this is my community and yeah. this is my the ecosystem in which i can just share things i can get mentors people can come and um tell me about what it's like to work for ibm or you know for different places google yeah. what's out there because i feel like there's a lot out there that, that people can tap into for free you know yeah. this is an opportunity and there's short massive shortages in in the tech industry so i, I for me that lack of social capital, the lack of networks that that some of us have um, from being from an ethnic, you know, um, being a minority, I want to be able to kind of build that up and 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 support people through that pathway into the yeah. tech industry because you need the support. I, yeah. I, I think like because you can't imagine. Yeah, you can't imagine sometimes. I can't as a black woman. I find it hard to say I'm a black woman in tech. All right. Yeah. Um, because I'm not a coder, you know, so yeah. I think, you know, them is better than me at Python, so, you know, how can I be? But um, I don't know, it's really hard to take, take like, ownership and say, actually, this is where I want to be and I can do it and I'm part yeah. of it. We always have to feel like we have to prove ourselves and people question our, 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 why we should be there and we don't get validation and it's really hard to then prosper. And what I liked about what you were saying about Leslie, um, talking about, she said that 
she, when you take on projects, sometimes yeah. you feel like, oh, I don't know how to do this, but I can't yeah. move forward. And she was saying it's about breaking it down yeah. and thinking that you can do it all yourself, that yeah. there's other people around you and different skill sets. That, that resonated with me as well, because I'm in at the stage where I'm starting to present some proposal about what this idea that I want to do. Yeah. And I get to the point when people finally saying, we're really interested. We want to do this. This is yeah. part of what we've got to do in the next five years, strategic plan. And then I'm thinking, I feel stuck. I'm like, oh my goodness, like, yeah. I, what do I do next? And I, I do have to do that thing where I just got to break it down yeah. and then think about who is around to help kind of facilitate how it's how those stages those steps and i think other people find that hard as well it's just when you're always being made to justify and and prove it and demonstrate why do you think you should have this funding yeah. to demonstrate it and when you know that the stuff that we do has a massive impact on a personal yeah. human level yeah we, whenever we do workshops don't we Femi, or anything that we do with uh, with the community has a massive impact and um and the people who um really appreciate it they they're part of our ecosystem and I we want to that point now i want to capture grace with with femi quickly because what what's fascinating um that 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 you said there grace is you've almost described two worlds because you've got this weird world where you haven't been able to progress despite your skills mm. but then you've got this this other world this quantum world that you have created where you've gone so far so much further than than most people and what what i found what i found fascinating about that is that you what you're actually doing is it way beyond what you're saying in your own mind because you are creating opportunities for so many other people so it's almost like fuck the other world because that is that's the world that's dying anyway and you're part of this creating this new world sorry for swearing femi i just realized i've got 15 year old here but <laughs> femi, when, the thing that i want to to, when you hear your your mother speak like that, what 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 are you hearing? Because me and you, what we what we see is what she's creating here, not what has been holding her back there. Um, what 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 do you what do you see when you when what do you hear when you hear those stories from your mother? Uh, to be honest, I think I definitely find my mum quite inspiring. Uh, you know, from I know it's just she she's, uh, she kind of got me into coding. You know in the first place so as a uh, teacher um you sort of found coding was coming onto the curriculum and then you went and did a course and it's, it's that sort of can-do attitude of of jumping on something um you know jumping on the trend getting getting there upskilling and then coming home and sort of saying oh femi i'm going to share that with you so that's that's kind of really inspired it in me as well and um i feel like i definitely have that that can-do attitude and uh, sort of want to share those skills as well which definitely comes um from from mum as well yeah it's, it's it's interesting because i am a, you know i think i'm just about to present a proposal to where i'm working and i don't know that they really fully understand what it is that i'm bringing to it you know yeah. that old like you say that old system and femi's been always brilliant because we've been doing we do we're business partners we oh, do yeah. it together it's yeah. actually I don't know, Femi has enabled me to be able to channel a lot of the stuff 
and, and through young people like himself, you know. So I've got, I, I'm really tapped into, you know, Femi. So as all through his age groups, and I've got a younger son who's 10. So yeah. I'm he's really into design and making and upcycling skateboards into furniture and it's yeah. another area that is so awesome I'm like oh my goodness yeah. I need three of me to like work with, with my, my kids it's, but, insp um, it's inspirational though because yeah you're, you're teaching through experience aren't you with both your children but then it is a it is a case study in itself about how giving also gives back because you are getting as much from the experience as as your children aren't you yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, I'm a bit, the one thing I don't like is Femi is really good at doing keynote talks, right? <laughs> He's got the most fantastic... I've seen, I've seen it, I've been embarrassed by it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm embarrassed because, you know, now I can't do a talk I, because Femi, no, because Femi is like really good at it and he really enjoys I'm not having it. that. I'm not having that. Great. No, no, but I do my, um, mm -mm. I think I'm good at like informal talking and, and, and I'm better at him in ways, in panels, in panels. I love, I love the mini competition between yeah, you. we do have competition that way. I think I, I still got the edge on, on him, maybe because of my for, experience. Only for a few years. Only for a few years now. He's getting there. He, he, he absorbed all my skills and then ups them by a hundred. Um, so it's a little bit hard when um, I know how good Femi does it and how much he enjoys it. Yeah. Right, you get the real buzz. I, I love writing the the speeches with him. Oh, so we really cool. we do this research. Oh, we love it. So we, when we do our research, we just look at the client, look at who the audience is, what do they want, what is happening at the minute, what's current, what's happening in the community grassroots, and then we just do a lot of ideation. And then we both do a lot of research, don't we? And we both read a lot, and we'll go to podcasts and who are the people to mention, and then we'll then we'll form. The, the the keynote talk no, and then, so it's all coming out now for me when you're on stage it looks like you've just rocked up yeah it's not and it just happened uh, but i think this is good for everyone that's listening because anyone that has watched or seen femi online it is an amazing experience to see you present but yeah. you have everyone should be hearing the research that goes in and the, and the effort in there's a lot of work even we went we did something for the department of international trade in thailand didn't we and ASEAN kind of um, UK big event. And we went to um, the event the night before for everybody to, to come and talk and meet. And we worked the room to find out what was the bus, what was the buzzwords what, yeah, what and what was current and what were all these people thinking and, about yeah. the tech industry. And we went, I'd go, right, Femi over there. And he'd have to go and introduce himself and we'd have to find out what they were, all about and then let me go mum over there and I'd have to go <laughs> and then that night we changed the, the keynote talk and we incorporated that, those that, wow. that is test and learn isn't it that is everything that you've said it's about listening it's yeah. that that's massive because I think I think people misconstrue you know sometimes someone gets up and does a presentation someone oh that says they've what they've winged it or whatever mm -hmm. but if you, as long as you, if you're presenting from your experience, it's never winging it. Changing it like you've done there is just that. That is a pivot. You've pivoted it for the audience, haven't you? Yeah, and Femi's so good that he can memorize like seventeen slides. He just does one wow. slide one, slide one and two, slide one, two and three, slide one, two, three, four, and like so he can just relearn the whole um, presentation that night. And then the next morning, he can deliver it really faultlessly. I can't do that. My memory is rubbish. Um, but 
that I, and what I love about Femi as well is that he, he would change it into his own voice. So go, Mama, I never say that. They're like, oh my goodness, no way. A young person won't say that. So Femi does change it all into his own thoughts and he's, he, can, he, can, he takes it in, processes it, and then he will rewrite the, the, the words in his words. And that I think is what makes it really impactful. Isn't it? I, I think people don't realize that, do they? If they book, if you book Femi as a speaker, which if anyone's listening, hey, we have lots of HR directors and CEOs listen, book book Femi to come and speak into your organization. Don't even worry about the detail, just get him in and he'll do his thing. But, but what people don't realize is how much effort will go into that in terms of you both working together, trying to tailor it and make it right for the audience. So um, I've just realized we've already 20 minutes over and um, I've got six minutes to my next call and we've not, I've not asked you the first question yet. <laughs> so, I'm going to ask, I have to ask this question because I ask it to everyone. So I'm going to ask you to answer in two uh, sentences. Um, I'm going to start with you, uh, Femi. What, what makes you happy, Femi? Okay, what makes me happy is I quite like having, getting in the flow, getting in the flow, having sort of a day where I, I get through everything. I'm, re I'm really feeling positive about it. You know, I get, get a bit of exercise in. I play hockey myself. Um, so, you know, I have a good training session. Um, I do some cool coding work when I get home or I might work on a project. And I also get some good like academic schoolwork done. That, that kind of makes me feel really positive when I'm getting to the flow and, and get it done and, and feel really efficient. Yeah, he's in the middle of doing his. Femi's in the middle of doing his revision at the minute. He's got exams next week, but he's he's been doing running, haven't you? So he's been going for a run in the morning. Yeah, I'm the same. That that it just unblocks everything in your head, doesn't it? If you go for a run. Yeah. And Grace, what Grace, what makes you happy? Okay. I think what makes me happy is <clears throat> having a really balanced kind of sense of well-being so you were talking as well about having a sabbatical I'm, I'm hoping to have a sabbatical myself in September and I, I I feel such a need to have this to be able to reflect on where I'm at who I am now you know I, I think I've got updates so many different parts of me like my LinkedIn uh, my CV so oh, I've just not had time to kind of change things and to fully reflect who I am and what I do and what I believe yeah. in and so I think that taking, deciding to take that time, well, yeah. I'm going to, like you said, I, I, you know, if things don't progress, I, I'm willing to let go of that old school, old kind of way of working. Yeah. And fully go into this new area that I've been doing anyway, you know. Um, yeah. I love that idea, quantum quantum working, is it? Yeah, the quantum way we call it. But that's, uh, that's what I think is, it just, there's, there's all it. these people. It doesn't matter what they think. There's all these people out there, like Femi, like you, like Russ, all, all these people that that we're working with that just think in a new way. And, and and maybe I would suggest it's their loss that they don't get to work with you. Um, and the people that appreciate you will 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 benefit from that. Yeah. Uh, and and the future as well. I mean, we we we're setting up Tech London Advocates Young Entrepreneurs. That's with Russ. So cool. Which is, uh, Ross, thank you. We're so honoured and we feel really, really, really happy and privileged. Thanks so much, Ross. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we kind of like ideating, going on our wooden walks <laughs> to work out what that's all about. And we're looking forward to other, you know, um, 
Tech London Advocates Young Entrepreneurs to come and join us. And, you know, you can't go back on it now. Matt, you're on our board as well. You know, well, thank you. I feel privileged. Thank, thank you for that invite. It's, I'm, I'm just looking the enjoyment again. Like, you know, like your question is going to be awesome. That's what I'm looking forward to. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Last um, last question. I just want to direct this at Femi, right? Because, like I said, the majority of the people who listen are, are sort of in the people space, HR, and so on. Now, my what I am saying to them, and this isn't based on data. This is just based, this is a statement from me, right? If you don't, if you can't attract the best talent out there from all different backgrounds, the the in every community, right? your company is going to struggle against its competitors. That's my view as a pure entrepreneur. You need to bring this talent in across the board, right? But you, your, the story of Femi and Grace, in my mind, is how you've rebuilt things, everything from like that code account for people with Tourette's to what Grace was talking about in the way that you work. Femi, for a HR director that's listening, what advice have you got for them to, to attract this talent in the next, few years I, I i can see you looking up and i feel like i've put you on a lot of pressure here but it have you got any, any thoughts on that on how you attract people like yourself into into these businesses um when i think about what would attract me to a business i think it's, it's quite a tough question i've got to be honest i think oh, no, sorry I've, 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 I've hit you right at the end with it i think i think the first thing is probably you know, just getting the chance to work with some really dynamic people. If there's really dynamic people in the team, they're really awesome, they're really positive, they've got that can-do attitude, then I absolutely, I want to be I want to be there, I want to work with the team. Um, you know, at the moment, I'm trying to, uh, well, no, I'm talking to uh, Matt Stannard as well, who's head of the Index, yeah. Index, trying to get some work experience, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, which would be awesome. But, I mean, just... Yeah, in terms of attracting young people, I'd say try be a bit cool. Um, so I've got to pick you out on that one, right? I, I guess well, diversity and inclusion, as having that uh, having that as an element to business as well, seeing that that's important would, would attract me there. Um, it is very hard to question. I'm going okay, to simplify it then because I want to pick out on something you said there. You said the company needs to be a bit cool. There's loads of HR directors panicking now, thinking, how the hell am I going to And I've got 30 seconds till this, that's cool. How does a company be a bit more cool? What does that mean? Uh, well, I'd say to be a bit more cool, i say engage with young people. Um, yeah. probably sort of, you know, get, get involved with uh, community events. Definitely have a bit of swag. That makes you cool, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like a free T-shirt. No. Yeah. Um, as well. A, a swag shop. Is yeah, good. swag shop, yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got to have the bean bags as well. Um, yeah, just to be a bit cool, I guess, engage with young people. Yeah, I think that's... Community level. I think that's massive. That far. I know we're joking about the swag and everything, but... It's a two-way road, isn't it? You've got to engage people, listen to them, talk to them, and get get go back to Grace's point, get get into the community. So, guys, I'm going to have to wrap up by literally saying this has been so enjoyable as ever. And I don't think you both realise how many people you inspire and change the minds of. Oh. So keep doing what you're doing, and thank you for everything that you do. Oh, well, thank you, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, it's fantastic. We've really enjoyed ourselves, haven't we? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much.
Thanks, everyone. Trying to hit stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>